win. But first, he's been on the job nearly two years now, helping to guide the city of Edmonton out of the challenges of the pandemic, dealing with the fallout from that, including social disorder and the houselessness problem that we're seeing in Edmonton. Then, of course, the challenges with getting the southeast LRT line finished and now tasked with cutting 60 million in middle management positions at the city of Edmonton. Andre Corbold is Edmonton city manager. He joins us now for a look back at 2022 and maybe what's in store in 2023. Andre, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Jaylen. Good afternoon. All right, let's start with this. The latest budget deliberations, um, boy, they were they were tense at times, seemed to be, you know, from an outsider's view and from what my listeners were saying, seemed to be disjointed and maybe not connecting with a lot of Edmontonians. That uh, tax hike of almost 5% uh, in each of the, the four years, um, I, is that justifiable? Yeah, I think, well, I, I would say, uh, Jaylin, that it's important to understand that uh, that is, you know, uh, a difficult increase for, for residents. We, we accept that and we understand it. But, it, you know, I think it's also important to understand the context which we're in in terms of inflation, which is, you know, around 7%. And, and when we did, you know, when I reflect back to two years ago, we had a 0% tax right. increase in a year that inflation was less than 1%. Last year, we had 1.9% tax increase in a year where inflation was 3.9% on average for the year and now we're, we're facing almost a 7% average and so that context is just important to understand from a, from a factual perspective but I also empathize with, with those folks and, and uh, the increases uh, but we also heard people wanted those services continued and, and they also want some transformational projects so that's uh, what we're doing. Andre Corbold joining me this afternoon. Andre, one of the decisions that was made uh, in the budget deliberations was pulling out of the regional transit plan, something that has been in the works uh, for years now. I'm curious, um, the uh, the mayor of Beaumont put out a, a news release just a short time ago saying uh, while he understands each municipality must weigh budgetary concerns and that there are difficult decisions, it does not bode well for future regional initiatives when Edmonton City Council reneges on its commitments after years of work. What do you say to that and how concerned are you about that future relationship with our regional partners on potential big projects like this in the future? Yeah, well, I think I, I acknowledge that some people are disappointed in the decision, but I think our region is strong and can can live through uh, these kinds of decisions. We, not all regional partners get what they want uh, at the table, and we'll continue to work. But I mean, there was an opportunity for anybody involved in regional transit to make a decision to enter into phase one or not at this point, and 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 th- that decision was made. I I do not believe regional transit is dead. I think it. Can be very much alive uh, in a different model and uh, our perspective is to keep regional transit going and to com- work with others who are willing to to find another way of doing it if it's not going to be done in this model and I feel very confident that we can do that and I also feel confident that the relationship amongst the region will be strong we've got to work together we've got to work through this uh, difficulty but but we'll be strong because that's the best thing for the region as long as everybody continues to participate uh, so that's what We'll continue to do as part of the budget mayor so he has asked you to cut 60 million dollars from the city's operation budget over the next four years by trimming back i think middle management it's about 15 million dollars a year some pundits are saying that it's uh really uh, you know a, a drop in the ocean in what they're calling a horribly bloated administration how big of a challenge is it to to do this and and how will it be done 
Yeah, I would say that the $60 million is not just a middle management. And I, I have to sort of point out the facts that, you know, after there was a 2020 audit by the city auditor on management. And at that time, they recommended that we reduce 99 positions according to that audit. But we did that. And then we went on to create even more with 46 more reductions at the management level. We have actually reduced senior level management by 13% since 2020. Uh, mid-level management has been reduced by 8.5% and supervisors by 3.7%. Uh, we will see how we can do uh, more uh, reductions in efficiencies, and I think that's doable given uh, you know the, the kind of surpluses we've had it over the, the last 10-year average. Uh, so we'll, we'll always be efficient, and I'm always up to the challenge of, of reviewing and seeing what we can do, doing things differently, and I know our team is up to that challenge as well. So I'm feeling confident that we can put a plan forward, a thoughtful one that, that focuses on continuing to deliver services, continues to be efficient. And then the other aspect of that is is doing things differently with $240 million worth. And that may actually be, you know, stop doing a, a service and, and do something different. And those will be council decisions that are made going forward. Edmonton City Manager Andre Corbold joining me this afternoon. Uh, last week, the province announced it had formed a task force to try to deal with addiction, homelessness, and crime in Edmonton. Now, some are fully supporting this move. Others are slamming it. You've been invited to participate. Has that been approved, your your uh, participation in this? Will you participate in it? And, and your thoughts on this task force? Yeah, so I guess my I'll start with the, the last question first and say that any, anybody who's willing to talk about uh, these issues and consider ways of helping us, I'm, I'm happy to chat okay. with and work with. Uh, and I was recently on a provincial task force for homelessness that led to a minister's report that was released at the beginning of October. Uh, my perspective is I will, if council wants me to join this task force, I will. That's how I handle all these things. If I'm asked to uh, participate, I always want my council to be uh, to, to be clear on, on whether they want me or, or not. We've been so busy with budget discussions, we'll, we'll have that discussion soon enough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're willing to move forward and work with anybody who's willing to, and that's my stance on these things. And whether or not I'm on the task force or not, I feel confident that I'll be working with my colleagues at the province to, to work on all these issues as we move forward. Uh, Andre, it was it was interesting that this um, this task force uh, was announced. Um, Councillors uh, Hamilton Cartmel named to this task force, um, and really, by all accounts, the the mayor himself surprised by the news of this. What does that say about uh, about the entire process? But I'm also curious to know what it says about the relationship with the province, the city's relationship with the province. I'm wondering how you would describe it right now. Well, I think there's several relationships with the province. There's one at administration, which always talks, and there's a political one, and I've seen nothing but the, those continued discussions uh, all the time. I think uh, the mayor reaches out to the province on the political side routinely and uh, the same the other way, uh, and we do that at, on administration as well. I, I think some of these 
tense moments in time uh, get focused on. But I think what people have to understand is uh, under under all of that, there's almost daily uh, conversations uh, on both the political level and the administrative level, and, and we'll continue to do that. We'll keep talking. We're not going to agree on everything, and uh, sometimes those conversations are tense and difficult, but we're going to keep talking. Uh, it's in the best interest of Edmontonians that we work with any order of government who wants to help. And so I wouldn't I wouldn't judge the relationship by some of those uh, key points that happen from time to time. I would judge the overall relationship as a positive one. And I, and I think our mayor has reached out constantly and trying to be collaborative. And the province has replied with some of the announcements like we saw at the beginning of October, which were very much what we, we've been advocating for. So I don't think those dialogue is, is ever going to stop and, and we'll keep on uh, always offering to collaborate uh, at any time. Andre, let's talk, uh, before we run out of time, uh, let's talk about the project that never, ever ends. <laughs> it's the, the Southeast LRT. I mean, I, I think yeah, City Council, City Administration, they must be pulling their hair out over this. Not a lot of information um, necessarily coming from, from Trans uh, Ed, and we know it's a P3 partnership. What is the latest that you know on the Southeast LRT? Yeah, well, what I know is that they're working really hard to get this right and to fix what's, what's happened. Uh, I feel confident in the solution. Uh, I, I, I don't want to speculate on dates because that's their job to do. Uh, but we'll, work, we'll continue to work with them very hard. I am very much focused on uh, watching uh, not only the physical fixing of this from an engineering perspective and making sure we have absolute confidence in what that fix is and how it's being done, but I'm also focused on, you know, the public confidence uh, fix that we've got to do. We've got to prove over the coming months uh, that this thing can get completed safely on time and and it needs to be done, uh, you know, in terms of being structurally sound and a safe system and while we didn't meet the original deadline we're gonna you know do everything we can to get this thing open I think the most important thing that for taxpayers to understand is while it's very difficult that the the opening has been delayed and not accordance with the original timings the the, the cost of those delays are borne entirely by trans ed and not at all by the taxpayer we definitely would have wanted it open uh, on time but uh, we're not paying so the only thing worse than a delay is if we we're paying for it as well, which we're not. So, final question for you before I have to let you go: What uh, what do you what, what do you uh, envision for Edmonton for 2023? Your top priorities for the city. Well, we're going to implement uh, this budget, and I'm, I'm very pleased to have an approved budget because uh, that is the direction I need uh, to, to move forward and implement uh, the city plan that we have. So I'm really excited about, uh, you know, doing some of the transformational pieces that are in the budget, including some climate action and, uh, and other positive uh, projects but I also think I'm excited about just the day-to-day -day, right and, I, and I've always said from my first day in the city manager job you've got to have the right balance on those strategic transformational projects that are really important to our future like climate action but also combine that with the day-to-day -day core services we need to provide to Edmontonians like you know dealing with waste and and helping with recycling and uh, clearing their their roads and sidewalks when they 
they need that done. So I, I'm really excited about focusing on those core services as well, and that's what we'll continue to do. But with this direction, I've got what I need in terms of resources to keep building a city, and that's what we're going to do. So right. thank you. Andre Corbel joining me this afternoon, Edmonton City Manager. Thanks for making time for us. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Andre. Thank you, Jalen. Take care. Uh, again, Andre Corbold, Edmonton's city manager. Let me.